Heroes of Demon Slayer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. My name's Chad. And today, we are here to cover Season 3, Episode 11, also known as Chad. The finale of the Swordsmith Village arc in the name of the episode that I'm going to start saying right now because it's a long one, so it's going to take a little while. But like I said, I will start the episode name right now. A Connected Bond, colon... Daybreak and First Light. Okay. I did not know the title of the episode until you just said it. Now you know. Now you know. We got Daybreak and we have First Light. And we really did. We really did. What did you think of this season finale? It flips the script. Whoa. It really does. It does. It it does in a very good way because I will say that season three as a whole was one of the weaker seasons for sure. Ooh. Um, Whoa. Yeah. So rank them. You can't come and say something so bold and then not rank them. One, two, three. In my opinion. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. What about you? See, one, wasn't one like 20-something episodes? Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's cheap, cheating then. But three, two was about the same as three. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I just think this one, the demons, the villains just weren't as good. They weren't as built up, but this last episode kind of saved it for me because it turns out that this is what we were building up to, this moment right here. And now it just seems like this next season and when we actually get to the top three in Muzan is going to be incredible. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I don't know if this uh, season eclipsed my high hopes for it. I thought it was going to be really great, and I think it did drag a little bit near the. It's crazy, I guess, like the the middle. Yeah. Like the six, seven, eight mark, maybe is that kind of where we were just like Probably. waiting for the love Hashira. Yeah. And, um. Anyway, all that all that to be said. Good lord, all that to say. I think what you're really trying to say is you miss Senetsu. That's the last thing I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. I miss Zenitsu. You miss Zenitsu. Kotetsu is very good. He didn't do it for me, though. He didn't fill the whole gap for me. I hope Kotetsu kind of... It was crazy. I was like, I don't know if anyone could be lamer than Zenitsu, and then who gets dropped <laughs> on our doorstep but Kotetsu. Um, all right. Well, we'll talk more a little bit about that, I'm sure, as we go through the episode. Let's hop in now. We pick up a little bit before we left off. We're riding tree roots like a roller coaster. Genya's biting said tree roots. Tanji's slicing it. Hauntingu is sneaking away from it. The chase continues. And we got some special finale opening credits that I really enjoyed. Yes. The music was great. The opening sequence, just the chase sequence was awesome. Um, I felt like I was on one of those fancy rides where like... I, I mean, you don't do rides because you get dizzy, which is understandable. Boo. You know what I was thinking about? I'll, I'll make this short and sweet the other day. Make it. And I know this is going to sound like I'm being a hater towards you, but I'm not. Okay. Okay. Seems like it's going to be hater filled. I would absolutely hate my life mm-hmm. if I had to. And not because I get sick. Interesting. Okay. This seems like it's going to be even more hateful now. Because it's not even the fact that you'd get sick. So now I'm kind of thinking, all right, so he's already sick, but that's not the part he's worried about. If I had a three-day vacation and it was spent even 
within a one mile radius of a roller coaster park. Hmm. And it's not because you get sick. No, I mean, that's part of it, but I'm saying even if I didn't get sick from it, well, I you said still hate I it. noticed that you said three-day vacation. Two's kind of the sweet spot. I don't know, man. Even if I didn't get sick, maybe one day, actually. And see, but it doesn't matter because you are you do get sick. So all this, this point is moot. It is, but I still don't think I would. Gets your adrenaline pumping, gets the thrills. When When's the last time your adrenaline's been pumping? Dude, my adrenaline pumps every day. When no, I get in the car and I go 90 down a 35, that, that'll that get your adrenaline nope, you going. Drove, you drove behind me uh, from work today, and you were such a very responsible driver. I kept looking at my rear view thinking, Ronnie, wow, Chad is doing a great Ronnie, job. He's obeying all to, the laws. You're supposed to make me sound cool. No, because, you, because you're, uh, you said you didn't want me to take it like you were hating on me, which you weren't hating on me at all. So I didn't know what that I was. No, worried. because I know you like roller coaster rides, yeah. and I'm not being like, oh, just because Ronnie likes him, I don't like him. No, I'm uh, okay. saying I don't. Yeah. I see. I see yeah. what you're doing now. That's fine, dude. I, hey, I wasn't inviting you on a thrill-seeking <laughs> okay. adventure. I mean, trust me. There's plenty of things that you do where I'm like, oh, just because Ronnie likes that, I'm gonna hate on it. But, but that's not one of that's them. That's not one. Um. So you, during this. Tanji's running through the woods. Mouse and Goo is such a quick little sneak. We see flashbacks from the season. Uh, this was a part that I didn't know what they were doing. And it confused us during the reaction too. Because the first thing we see is Gyoko's artwork. No one in this wood chase was there for Gyoko's artwork. Yeah, not a single person. Um, and then, so... As I looked back on it, I'm like, all right, they're just showing things from the arc, but the way they were doing it, it made it seem like, it it like Tanji knew Tanji's about it. thoughts. Yeah. yeah. So I think they missed a little bit there, but that's fine. Hatred calling Haunting Goo in- innocent. We get Tengen flashbacks randomly, mm-hmm. which what, now that I'm thinking about it, wasn't even from this arc, so nope. I don't know why we saw those. I don't either. Uh, Muichiro protecting Kotetsu and that other guy that I don't know the name of. And then we get we do get to see Genya miss his uh, tree throw again. That was pretty cool. I like seeing that twice. The organ is pumping. Now that I really did like. I loved the organ. Um, it even it made this feel like we were in a haunted house, right, as they did the title yes, card. It, it was like... It fit perfectly for haunting goo. And I don't love my organ sound. Yeah, I didn't love that, but I did want to do it. Do you yeah. have an organ sound? I don't. I okay. don't even want to participate in that's that. That's probably a good call because yeah. I did mine and I did not feel good about it, but that's fine. You know, it's on it's on the airwaves now. Nothing I can do about it. Nezuko is on the prowl. This is the first time I truly understood how fast Mouse and Goo was. I thought it was a, you know, a situation where his legs were so small that even though he was, you know, churning them really quickly, he wasn't making up that much space because you know a hundred of his steps is five of tanji's but no he is moving tanji's losing him but he knows he needs to catch him before daybreak so the pressure's on tanji then has a minor slip up which is a great opportunity to remind us now that he's just ran three miles on that torn achilles of his yeah and i want to see that foot injury again because Mm -hmm. it seemed like he ruptured his achilles and split his metatarsal in half yeah i was also concerned about the metatarsal yeah 
Now you said Achilles. You really emphasized Achilles. Mm-hmm. Achilles. How do I you emphasize say it again. That. Achilles. I see you didn't do it the same twice. Did I not? No, no. <laughs> Which is fine. I think we're both right. So this is. I mean, it's looking grim. It's looking like game over. But what happens when you're getting ready to lose it all? Who stays calm and talks you through it? Zenitsu. Zenitsu. It's not how we thought he was going to come into play, but he still came into play. This gets Tanji thinking. He collects all his strength into only his legs, the complete opposite of what Chad does, and launches through the air like thunder catching up with Hauntingu. And he's able to do thunder... breathing easily so yeah first time he tried it yeah he's like oh he's like if i just focus on breathing and putting all my strength in my legs i can probably do this thing that zenitsu can only do when he's sleeping so So this makes me think is he going to be able to do all the breathing techniques it's such a good point because i had never considered it before but now they're acting like it they're kind of acting like it they're acting like the sun hashiras can just do them all they're the jack of all traits. Because none of the other stuff happens if it's not for the sun. You know it's actually jack of all trades. I learned that. What do you mean it's long. jack of why do you say that? Jack of all trades because trades like oh I learned this trade of how to Yeah, but it applies to traits too. Yeah, but it's the real saying stems from jack of all trades. The re- okay, and I believe. But you. don't look it up. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. That's kind of what I was getting at because it, it works. It works both ways. Um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think I could be right that the trade one is the original. Well, trade would be like if you're just a handy guy. Right. Well, like trades, you'd be like it could be anything or trade stonework. The reason I say it's trades is because they use the word trades a lot back in biblical times. Yeah. If that's what, if that's how far back we're going, like and, I don't go ahead. Sorry. I thought and I'm just saying they like, Oh, he was a carpenter. Oh, yes. he was a stone guy. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't consider myself a Jack of all trades. Cause I'm just like, Oh, he's a podcaster. He's, you know, Forklifter. Uh, he can drive. Forklift a, certified. He's forklift certified. He, uh, uh, but traits. I mean, wow, traits. They're like, oh, he's a good brother. He's funny. He's uh, charming. Super nice. Got a big forehead. He's got a big. Fo- Do you think I have a big forehead? No, just no. You don't. Because Where's I was that? talking with my family the other day about my big. Fo- I think I have a big forehead. <laughs> no, and they you were, did not. And they were like, "Yeah, I did." I said, "Oh, man, that's gonna really hit the self-conscious there." Yeah, the fact. And that I was you- just kidding. The fact that you—I mean, the fact that it seems like you were thinking about it, and everyone in my family just lied to me. They're like, "No, it's normal." No, you've got a great size for it. They're like, "It's pretty normal." I was like, "I don't know." Sometimes I look at it, dude. That's—I've done that with my family too, where I'm like, "Do you think like uh, this nipple is bigger than the other one?" And they'll be like, "No, it's the same." And then somebody will say, "I think dumbass roommate Kyle." For those of you that know who he is, he one time he's a dumbass. He one time said I had a bigger nipple than the other one. And I was like, oh, no. That's what I'm going through right now. Yeah. I'm going through a crisis over here. Yeah. I'm the jack of all crises. (laughs) So, Tanji, he's going to slash his head no matter what. But Haunted Goose squeaks out, don't you feel the least bit sorry for me? It's in Japanese, but I imagine that's how he sounds in English. As he grows into Gigantengu. Oh, he looks so angry right here. 
See, this is the thing with Hantengu is that like he actually, if he wasn't so scared and fearful, mm-hmm. he would have been better because he does have certain moves where it's like, holy shit, it came uh, out of nowhere. He has more moves. I really sit down and think about it for a second. Think about all the different charades this guy has pulled out. And none of them were particularly that great. Right. I guess hatred was the best, but... Because he was, he was like the Zack of all traits. Yeah. Like, he had all of them, but he just wasn't that good at them. I mean, he really wasn't. He says, don't you dare bully the weak as he is 12 feet tall and squeezing Tanji's skull. Seems like a weird time to say that, but that's when he said it. Now, Ginya runs up slowly and starts trying to release the grip by pulling his fingers, which I believe to be the worst attempt yeah. ever. Yeah. Ever. Even, everyone's, my little cousin isn't even this dumb. If I'm like holding, like say I'm holding a wiffle ball bat, he'll come up and try and take it to me and he feels like I got a good grip and he maybe he grabs my hands and starts to do what Ginya does. And after three seconds, he goes... Oh, I understand the you know strength relativity and how good of a hold he's got on. It. I'm not even making it budge. Genya doesn't have that sense in his body. He should have bit him. He should have done. I would say anything else. Yeah. So no progress was made. Haunt and Goo hits them with a sonic blast. Thankfully, Nezuko comes in, throws some blood on him. That's helping uh, weaken the grip long enough for Ginya to get them loose. The problem is the flames are burning Ginya too because he's eaten demon flesh. Right. And he is, yeah, it's still interesting how he's able to do that. I still want to know how that came about. And how did he know, oh, if I eat part of a demon, oh, I'm going to, like he doesn't just, there's no way he just ran into a demon. He's like, hey, can I try a bite of you? It is see? really weird that we went through all this and they never cared to explain what was going on with him. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. Like, yeah, his mom killed six of her children and then kind of slashed him. And so now he can kind of do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So he just, he becomes a demon at night if he wants to. And then he can only do it for so long. And then he, he, he eats demon flesh. Okay. Right. And then they just don't say anything else. And he carries a... a, a and how would he know that? Like, there's no... No one told him, hey, dude, try some of this demon flesh. I mean, I'm assuming that his brother can do it too, but it seems like their relationship is fractured, so... He's I, like, hey, I, no one came up to him and was like, hey, I've got a demon thigh. If you want to try this thigh out, it's really good. Tanji keeps his eye on the prize. He's still trying to slash the throat, but Hauntengu backs up off a cliff, taking Tanji with him. Nezuko jumps after them, and the fall knocks out Nezuko. It somehow takes off Hauntengu's arms like perfectly. I didn't quite understand that. Did you understand how he lost those body no, parts? No, I wanted like, did she make like a big slash at the last second? That's all I can think of. Yeah. They didn't really show it, but that's, it looked like she may have just sli- slashed down and got his arms. I, I would have liked to see, yeah, like to get him to let go of Tanji. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's like what that. it seemed like happened. Or we know that Tanji gets stuck in a tree, right? Maybe Hauntengu, he's got weak sockets. He's got those Ronnie arms. When I was a little kid, my arm always fell out of socket. So when Tanji really? got stuck in the tree, yeah, you, you know this. We've talked about this before. Always fell out of socket. Yeah, dude. The doctor had to show my dad how to put my arm back in socket because it happens so often. Um, but Where, now, how many, in, When's the last time it's done? Uh, it's been a long time. They're in there good now. Once I like became sentient and a jack of all traits... 
one of my the traits I adopted was just like I'm gonna keep those in there. Okay. I'm just gonna keep those sockets yeah. in there. You just decided one day. Yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna do that anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm wondering if Tanji, you know, got caught by the tree and those arms were really tied to him. So when he got caught, the arms just stayed with him, ripped him out of socket. Oh, it has to hurt, man. Imagine seeing both of your arms off your body. It'd be weird. It'd be really weird. Causing so this causes uh haunting goose. Would you re- ask to see your if you were a leg amputee or something mm-hmm. and you had to get it amputated, say you just had really bad diabetes. Okay. And they're like, hey, we got it. Am- Interesting amputee. that you made it diabetes and not like some sort of you know, heroic saving. Well, it's just interesting that I would, yeah, you know, I, I mean, used to well, be a bit being of a big, honest here. it just seems like, you know, I was a bit of a bigger guy. Maybe a doctor or two said I was in, you know, getting close to that pre-diabetic zone. And so you're saying I lost a leg because of that. Right. Yeah, I'm just trying to make this leg as realistic as possible. Say you're, say you get an amputee from, you know, diabetes. It's your left leg specifically. Okay. And so you're still a bit of drive. That's awesome. And that is good news. I'm thankful. And so you get it removed and you wake up from anesthesia and you're like doctor how did it go and he's like it went successful your leg is gone (laughs) do you go can i see it no do you think anybody's ever said that to the doctor yeah someone's weird like you and would say that you don't say can i see it can you stand it up over there you don't say anything like stand it up over there like could you imagine if you think they got a leg stand in the operating room amputees want to see their lost limbs i'm just saying why waste the opportunity if your leg is the op- where does it go that's not an opportunity where does the leg go is all i'm saying the opportunity is to see the leg off of your body guess what saw it for years before i ate too many sweets and lost it i know and then now you get to see it off of your body but what do they do with it that no one that's the secret now, that dude. is a question i want to know no one ever that, tells that you i'm more willing it. to ask them if i want to like i don't really care to see it but i do i will ask hey what are you doing with that doc yeah, I'll be like, hey, can I throw a paper ball at you and you hit it like it's a baseball bat? And, and I think that that's exactly why they would not show it to you is because they're afraid that that would open up a floodgate of you being like, so can I just keep it? And you should be able to. It's your leg. You don't want to keep a leg like that, man. For a little while, at least. What would you do with it? It's going to start to stink. You, It's too big. You don't want to keep it in a freezer that's taking up valuable like bagel bites space. Well, yeah, you don't want to eat it because... It's probably got like clots and stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, they had to take it off for a reason, so something was going on. I would at least play a game of wiffle ball with it, and you got to use it as the bat. It'd be heavier than you think. You probably wouldn't be able to swing it like you think. You'd at least be able to bunt. I would bunt a few times. You'd bunt with your amputated leg? What a lame thing to do with a leg. And then just wheel off to first. I think you should at least be able to... I would make people think... You know what I would do? This is what I would do. I would go to like a really busy uh, bathroom. And I would prop it up to where it looked like someone was under the stall. And they'd be like, God, that person's been in the stall for like 10 hours. And they do the move where they look underneath. And they're like, well, I only see one leg, but it is, it's there. And imagine the surprise when they think I've passed out and break in. And they go, oh, it's just an amputate. The, the janitor goes, again, this happened again. This happened again. <laughs> yeah, or you just like, you act like you can walk on it again. You just put it on your like leg socket. And you just try to walk again. You do that too. There's endless like possibilities. You don't, you don't believe them. Yeah, you don't believe them, and you they're just like, try to sew it back on. They're like they didn't even try unplugging it and plugging it back in. Yeah. 
So Hansengu's regeneration has slowed down partially, I'm thinking, because of his arms are decap uh well, not decapitated, that would be strictly head based, you know what I mean. And the fact that hatred is still out there doing his thing. Um, we will see the love Hashira later. So he needs some human flesh. Tanji is mentioned before in a tree. Hantengu senses some humans nearby, but also notices Tanji saying he won't let him escape. So he starts to run, finds some more sword dummies. That's what I'm going to start calling these They're guys. sword dummies, and they're hiding behind a rock. They're hiding behind a rock in the middle of this field. Don't know what these guys were doing. <laughs> you could give me 100 guesses. I don't know what these guys are doing. There is nothing around. If you, you know, if you pay attention, they will run 700 yards in this field. So whatever reason, they were 700 yards out into this field hiding behind a rock. Okay? That's what they're doing with five swords. That Listen to me. It's so ridiculous. Listen to me. Never get unsheathed. They have five swords that yeah. never get unsheathed. Never even attempt to swing this thing. <laughs> Someone said that they think they were K-I-S-S-I-N-G-ing behind that rock. I don't know who said it, but... Well, okay, that is the one thing I think the show messed up on, is not even having these guys put in a smidgen of effort No. to take down this decapitated haunting goo. They've completely disrespected the swordsmiths. The, to me, I just look at those guys, I'm like, all right, they are literally... I would laugh at the idea of someone calling them a jack of all traits. They have one trait. And yeah, they might be good at it, but they have no... We need to open up the, the gates. Let more people come to this town because these people know one thing and they need to broaden their horizon a little bit. Yeah, that honestly, that's the answer to it right there. They, It's a swordsmith village. Mm -hmm. They don't know anything else. You gotta have some diversity in there. Yeah. People can't just be making swords. That's like if you had a town where they only fried like French fries. Yeah. You'd literally just be eating French fries all the time. They're well, like, no, hey. you wouldn't because that would be like if they're using the swords. They're just literally making French fries and then just like shipping them off to McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, hey, can I have some fries? They're like, well, we kind of make them, but we don't really know how to eat them. <laughs> yeah. Like, do, how do you eat them? How they like ask, start asking you questions. There's only one thing to do. You don't like, and they are, there's swords laying everywhere. How is a hobby not like, oh, hey, we should just get really good at sword sorting? Or, hey, decent enough to just turn around and at least attempt to swing the thing. doesn't even have to be good. I agree. I will give them the slightest bit of credit. They start to run away, which is something that Kotetsu never really did master. Um, Tanji prepares for his total concentration thunder sprint once more but is interrupted by a yelling Muichiro, who both Chad and I thought was Zenitsu. We really thought there for oh, a second. Oh, he sounded like him he at did. first. He really did. It was just kind of like a high-pitched yell, but no, it's just Tokito, and he is throwing the sword that our boy has been working on all night. And this is where we freaking got it, Ronnie. We got it? Do you know what I'm talking about? I hope so. I, do. I don't think so. We got it. We got it. And this, I know some of you are thinking, they're hearing me say that right now, and they're like, Chad, we got it. Yeah. Because they were thinking the same thing. Moichiro throws a sword in the OP, 
and we finally get oh. him throwing the sword. I knew it was going to happen. You don't just throw a sword yes. in the OP and then you never throw a sword in the Now, they were definitely series. definitely different throws. They were different throws, but it was at least a throw of a sword. But I'd like to imagine that the throw we saw in the OP was a practice throw. Because he knew right. he might have to throw some swords later mm-hmm. on. And it was a good throw. It was. Now, the problem is, if you think this is a problem, it's just honed to the first stage. <laughs> How many stages do you think there How are? How long would he have been doing that sword? <laughs> How many stages do you think there are? I have no idea. Do you I don't think even he would have been like... Five, maybe? Like cancer? See, I was thinking like 87. That, that would be pretty cool. Oh, man. <laughs> so Tokito did what he needed to do. And then he passes out. It's all up to Tanji, who blasts off for a second time. He catches up quick, slices through the neck with dancing flash, and fools like us are like, oh, oh, God, Tanji is defeated an upper-ranked demon. This is so cool. Look at our boy. And then chaos starts happening. This is when it becomes so chaotic. I couldn't, I was not ready for it. And... It all flashes right before your eyes. The sun, it's rising. He immediately starts running for Nezuko, who is waking up from her knockout nap. Tanji is having some real brutal chest pains. Now, luckily, Nezuko is a certified EMT, so she runs after him, even though he is completely fine at this point. I know. Now, I started to say that, just kidding. She's actually trying to run through Tanji because a headless Hauntingu is still on the chase for the sword dorks. Tanji looks closer at the beheaded head. You know what I'd be saying? My sacrifice! I would totally sacrifice those three dorks to yeah. save my sister. I wouldn't even consider it a sacrifice because you're not really giving anything up. Well, you're giving up your uh, honor and integrity. That's okay. what Tanji would be giving up. That's fine. Because he's got a lot more honor and integrity than both of us. But yes. that's something he would have to sacrifice. And I think that you should sacrifice this in this situation because Nezuko is a lot more important to this world than these three dorks. Yes. For one, okay, before we even know what's about to happen to her, her blood is very unique, the fact that she's in that she could be possibly be a cure. Agreed. There's one reason. Two, she's really cute. So cute. Three, it's your freaking sister. Sister. And there you go. Three reasons right there to make the sacrifice. Yeah, and there's more reasons, obviously. There's more we, reasons. We That's just the name, top three. Yeah, we just need to yeah. name three. Yes, all those. These guys are completely replaceable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, we They're just wearing masks. We don't even know what they look like. The swordsmiths, they all do the same thing. All right? And so Tanji, he looks closer at the beheaded head. The tongue reads, res, res, oh, God, resentment. <laughs> Why can't I say resentment? that word? Resentment? Why couldn't I say that word? Resentment. I mean, you were thinking recess. Oh, yeah. Or Reese's. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Resentment. I got it. Now, that word is spelt differently than fear. I think that's how he knew it was a different word. Tanji runs to finish it off when the sun peeks over the mountains, immediately burning Nezuko. So this starts the most painful 15 minutes this show has ever provided because we are all just together. We're just going to watch the cutest little girl ever burn alive. Yeah, this is brutal to watch. 
Now, like I said, a bunch of different things are going on, and I'm going to need your help, Chad. We've already talked about it a little bit, but I'm just going to of course. pound the point once more. So, Ginya, he's trying to make his way down just very slowly. And now he's in human form. He's no so, longer a werewolf. Yeah. Well, the sun's up, so that makes sense why. Mm-hmm. But also, more, he's pretty useless in his human form. He's pretty not useless. Do much. And I also thought you were going to say, more importantly, his hair, his highlights and his hair have disappeared. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have any swag anymore. No the swag, swag is gone. That really is what it is. Mm-hmm. There's no swag. Muichiro has passed out, rightfully so. We've gotten a lot of good work out of him. No complaints there. Now, Kotetsu is propping him up, which is not helping anything at all. It's just looking like you're doing something, but not doing anything. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay, and you go ahead. How is Young prop- Kotetsu how is-, is propping him up, doing anything? Uh, Ronnie, if you've ever been injured or poisoned before, you need to prop yourself up to get proper blood flow that- so that your white and red blood cells... Hey. Can defend off... Put him against a tree. Can defend off certain poisons. Okay? And that's yes, just... Travis. We are on air. We have got to get one of those lights that say on air, do not disturb. Right. What is it, Travis? How are you today? Hello. I just saw a really... I thought you were playing Minecraft, dude. I'm so sorry. This is not worth interrupting it, but since I'm here, I've got to just show you. All right. Come show me the video. Come show. This is such an epic video, that... All right, Travis has interrupted the show. He is doing a flashback from June 19th. Now, what this was... (laughs) (laughs) You go show Chess. All right, that's a great video. With one firefly. <laughs> and I respect you for not killing the thing. Yeah. So well, what did I you was, kill it after that? Uh, no, dude. I got okay. it outside. Thanks for showing that, Travis. Now, what I'm sure people did hear was me singing Owl City's Fireflies, but what was going on is I was laying on my bed um, facing the direction I usually don't when I sleep, looking at the wall and waving my hands as a single lightning bug was crawling on my wall. Right. And in, down here in the south, for those of you that don't know, we call them lightning bugs. Mm-hmm. I know up in the north, uh, you hooty tooties call them <laughs> that's, what, that's what we call you people up north. Yeah. Hooty tooties. Hooty tooties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So here we go. Ko- yeah, to- Kotetsu propping them up. Stupid. Tanji also looks at the sword dorks. Now, we're going to do that approximately 18 more times, where we're going to look at the sword dorks. As if their lives versus Nezuko are a decision that needs to be made. I think we can all agree it's not. If the show was going for any kind of emotional weight on that side of things, they missed. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of other good things great, and we'll get to that. Now, I was emotional just seeing Hansen Goo die. That was your guy. I mean, that is my season. guy, but at the same time, like, come on. I had a little bit. There was too many things going on. He was like seven different... <laughs> I mean, off the top of your head, ready, go. How many different people was Hansen Goo? Ten. <laughs> no. Hatred. Disgust. Oh, you really think it's ten? You're not going to get to ten, but go ahead. Okay. Dis- Mouse and Goo. 
Hatred. Oh, okay. I see. He's been like, okay. He's. I didn't know you were counting Mouse and Goo. Mouse and Goo Junior is another one. <laughs> Think about that. Think about that. There's there's a double Mouse and Goo. Right there. There's is. double Mouse and Goo. There was because a- because resentment could also be Mouse and Goo. Yes. Which means I don't know if you meant if you realize this. If resentment was Mouse and Goo for a time, and the actual Mouse and Goo was inside Mouse and Goo, that there was actually like a. Selton goo because he was like the size of a cell a single cell right and then to think about his original form before any of this happened mm-hmm. and then you got obviously sorrow hate uh <laughs> anger and hatred what hatred but what was the other one sorrow gigantic anger. goo no sorrow anger there was one more what um, was it Sor- joy joy yes so 17 was the correct answer that that's right yeah good Lord. Tanji realizes that he's all alone. There's no one that's going to help him here. This is the classic Spider-Man, Mary Jane or the civilians. Who's it going to be? You can only choose one. And this sounds Nezuko is Mary. Yeah, but it's like, it's not like a train full of people. It's literally three swordsmith people. You know that's a mean? great point, Chad. Yeah. Spider-Man's decision was much harder. It's it not actually, children and yeah. people in a train. They had more than one trait. Yeah, right they probably yeah like they went to school you know they were on their aau basketball team they had a lot of different things going on they weren't ma- wearing stupid masks like all such a good point i completely take back what i said the sounds nezuko is making are causing me a lot of discomfort it's tough to listen to i don't know if they actually burned the voice actress when she was doing this <laughs> Or what? Hopefully she's just that good of a voice actress. Yeah. Tanji's trying to shield her from the sun, but it's tough and not doing anything doesn't seem like it. Right. It's just barely covering stuff up. It's like it's like putting it's like if somebody's on fire and they grab and somebody grabs a squirt gun and starts yeah, squirting. Start squirting I'm like <laughs> And and meanwhile they have a hose right next to him, but they're yeah. only using the hose to refill the squirt gun. <laughs> yeah. Tanji can't save her. Time's running out. So with what I believe to be her last ounce of energy, Nezuko kicks him off of her. She gives him a fist as all sound cuts completely out, which made for what I thought just a really special moment. This was the best moment of the episode. I was, it made me think, it made me think I've watched a lot of TV over the years. I don't know. First of all, I don't know how many shows have ever just cut the sound completely. Like, there's always music or something. If I have seen one that has cut the sound completely, this one was for so long. It felt forever. And it felt like she was actually going to die. It really did. It didn't didn't feel like it was actually, she was going to be saved or anything like that. It felt like she was going to die. And we were going to have to watch the rest of the show tanji just going on a revenge rampage Mm -hmm. i thought that was no it's a good point because the whole time they're playing with the sun i'm like okay how is she gonna get out of this what's happening and then when she kicked him off of her and the sound cut out i had a moment where i was like "Uh oh ronnie Uh uh-oh are you are you gonna cry right now it was close and I don't. In the reaction, I think I might have almost started crying, but I didn't. Yeah, there was. I, I saw up. one little sign of weakness from you, mm-hmm. and I I caught it in not 4K because if we do 4K for that long, our camera heats Explodes. up. But it was 1080p. It was 1080p. 
Uh, no, and then I'm sure people who watch the reactions who don't know the Ronster, they get mad at me because I smile through a lot of this, but it's because I yeah. can't believe what's going on. And he's evil. It's... <laughs> I don't know why I do it, but I just always, I look, I go back and look, I go, I was smiling then? Why? Yeah, the main reason is he's evil, but anyways, keep going. We then start the Tanji Nezi flashback montage, and it's beautiful. I just, first takeaway, I can't believe how much Tanji's grown up. Guy, I forgot how young he yes, was back he, in the day. He was just a little baby. He has grown a lot. I mean, it has been several years. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job of like building that up because when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, did he actually look like that in the first few episodes? Uh, any particular favorite moment that stood out to you? They were all great. Uh, the Irokodaki moment. Mm-hmm. The Red Rocket? Yep. Good one. I like it. Uh, okay, and now let's get to brass tacks. What does brass tacks mean? You taught me some phrases earlier. I don't know. I would love jack to of know. all trades. I don't know either. I just no. you knew that jack of all trades thing, so I thought maybe you knew brass. Of course, tacks. I knew it, dude. This was great. It was almost too great. They almost did too good of a job, and I'm saying almost. They might have done too good of a job. She can never die now. Uh no, she can. She okay. Well, she does. Let me rephrase it. She can never die in a way that's going to hit as hard as this was going to hit. Right, she could get absolutely like decapitated, slaughtered, and devoured by Muzan in front of Tanji, and it still wouldn't hit as hard as this. And I don't know, are, are you being sarcastic? No, I'm being dead serious. Okay. It because... wouldn't hit as hard. It would be like, whole, I can't believe that just happened, but it wouldn't be <laughs> oh, as sad. Okay, because you went so intense that I didn't know if you were like trying to prove a point. No. No, you only have one chance to you know cut the sound completely and do a two-minute Tanjiro Nezuko montage, and it just won't hit as hard the next time. Now, what you can't, you can reverse the roles. Tanji. You can do Tanji in danger and Nezuko oh, watching my, it. Dude, if that's how this show ends, him making a sacrifice to mm-hmm. save her, that would be very emotionally sad. Right. But they already made me go, this was the emotional roller coaster. I was like, okay, no way she's going to die. Oh my God, wait a second. Is she going to die? Okay, she's not going to die. Let's just get this over with. And then I thought, oh, she's dead. So they did all that to me, and now my guard is up seven more times. Well, now we know she can't die from the sun, at least. So it's like she has to be straight-up devoured. The only way she's going to die now is if Muzan devours her. No other way. Right. No, no one. Or, or somebody slices her head off. That number one demon has a Nichiren sword and can slice her head off with it. Oh, no, he definitely does. Oh, no, Ronnie. <laughs> That's going to happen. Professional TV show watcher. Now, the piano is going crazy. You know Tanji still lands this shit. Yeah, he's, his sister's dying, but you know he's still going to land this. He sprints after the headless haunting goo and uses his scent to find fear. Now, it's cocooned in the heart of the demon, but this sword is sharp. I don't care if it's only got to its first stage. That's enough. He takes some hacks, completely ripping through the body, makes contact with the real Hauntingu, which, of course, triggers flashback. Hauntingu was a blind thief. He was the ugliest man to have ever walked the earth, it seems like. Uh, don't know why, but he still has that gigantic mole on his head. I don't know what that was. And he's talking about bullying the weak, because he was weak and mm-hmm. blind and a thief. 
Now, because he was a thief, his buddy, his buddy says the master is going to look past this, but I can't forgive you because apparently Hantengu, he stole from a nice guy. Now, the guy scolding Hantengu here does a self-own because he's blind and he says the master's chosen to look the other way, but I can't. Oh, because he's blind. <laughs> he actually just says, I cannot forgive you. He didn't say that. I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, now I don't know what Hanson Goose deal is. Like, I don't know if he was diseased. Do you think he was diseased other than just being blind? Like, why is he no, so I think, sickly looking? I think he's just a, I mean, he could be diseased, but there's people born like that that have like the big boils. Mm-hmm. I think he just has one of those and it's just un- very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. It does not seem like he got a lot of good cards to play with. Right. But. Does he have a multiple personality disorder? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Well, here? it seems like it, and here's where we start getting into that. Because he says these hands acted on their own. Now, you've said that when you've... Well, I won't say that because that's taking it a little bit too far. It's taking it a little bit too far. I won't do that. I will mm-hmm. be careful because I don't want to... While I do like pro- poking and prodding uh, a few jokes at you, I don't want to accuse you of sexual harassment. Because to my <laughs> knowledge, that's never actually happened. <laughs> it's like we thought though the multiple person personality disorder his day of reckoning came he's been thieving and murdering in towns all over the place they say the master says he know he can see just fine so i don't know if that if one of his personalities is a blind guy and the others aren't dude that's why i'm thinking oh dude he See, honestly, his backstory would have been really cool because he pro- if we got more of it, yeah. he probably was a guy that was legit a lunatic and had like a, several personalities where he was just interchanging in and out of them. Mm-hmm. And that would have been really cool to see his backstory like that, like seeing him steal from people. and Yeah, we only see a real glimpse of it when he becomes Gigantengoo. And then I think all his other personalities we get cheaped out on because they we only see them as different people, like different bodies and stuff like that. Um, so on the eve of his beheading, a long curly hair. Oh, and dude, dude, this makes it even better. His boil or whatever is like some a huge tumor that has, uh, that I'm has a tumor. I'm a tumor. <laughs> hit his brain a little bit. And that's why he's so messed up. He was born with that, but it also messed up like his connectivity mm. with his brain made the path waves. Okay. I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. A long, curly-haired Muzan shows up with an offer that he cannot refuse. Okay, with an offer he can't refuse, and then we go back to the present. All that was his life flashing before his eyes because Tanji slices the head off of him and the sun does the rest. Just completely disintegrates him. Right, and I like how, so, these demons, if they're in the sun... Like if Akasa was in the sun whenever he's running from it, it would be kind of a slow and pain, not slow and painful. It's still pretty fast, but it'd be like Nezuko where he would feel the pain mm-hmm. for a while. But as soon as you decapitate them and they're in the sun, they're just gone. Instantly. Right. Yes. Yeah. So uh, do you have the notes from here? Tanji yes. kills this guy. I will pass the reins off to you. So Tanji kills him. He gets down on his knees, starts crying. Okay. And the swordsmith dorks. Do you call them the sword dorks, yeah, right? Yeah, I call them the sword dorks. They start, you know, trying to cheer him up, but he's just bawling his eyes out. He said, he's probably thinking, I can't believe I just sacrificed my sister for you right. folks. That's what I'd be thinking. 
And that's when Nezuko walks up to Tanji with that full, beautiful face showing. No muzzle, Ronnie. I know that really hits home for you because you loved the muzzle. I didn't like the muzzle at all. And she says, Ohio, Ohio. She loves that that. So damn cute. It means good morning in English. And it is one of the cutest demon slash human voices I've ever heard. It re- it's very cute. It is. And so we just get the most heartfelt moment to where it, it kind of seems like she has amnesia, that she doesn't really know what just happened. Mm-hmm. And she's like a girl, yeah, just trying to learn how to talk again and can only say a few things. Thank you. Good morning. Oh, Thank goodness. Thank that goodness is my favorite. favorite line. That one's my favorite. It's her favorite and it's my favorite because it's such an innocent... It's such an innocent little kid cute thing to say. Oh, it is. Just thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Right? Thank goodness. And bl- Tanjiro's all bloodied up, just looking like a mess. So many tears. and I mean, he looks like a... He looks like a 15-year-old girl's 17-year-old. Yeah, be careful. This is what I'm about to say. Just be careful. No, you're not listening. He looks like a 15-year-old girl's... Okay, or a 15-year-old girl... That just got broke up with by her 17-year-old boyfriend Okay, in high school. That's what he looks like, okay? That's how sad he is. Yes, I agree with all that. I didn't know where you were going, but yes. And the craziest part is Nezuko never once cries. No. So that shows that, like, she's definitely still demoned out. Yeah, so let's talk about this. Because I like this, I really did. I'm very glad she's alive. I think it's a fun twist. Now... Travis and I had another post-episode Demon Slayer talk. He liked it too, but he came up to me, and I understand why he thought this. He was like, I thought you, Ronnie, would hate it because it was so anime it came out of nowhere. And I was like, I see why you're saying that, but for whatever reason, I, I didn't hate it. Now, one thing that did take a little bit away from me, um, and they do kind of explain it later, my complete enjoyment was taken. Some of my enjoyment was taken away because I thought something else was going on. Because the last time we saw her, she had skin burns. She was like disintegrating, and now she's just like the perfect Nezuko state. And like Tanji was looking at her weird. I thought she was like a ghost. I didn't think she was real. You thought that was like her ghost form. You know how they do multiple yes. ghost things. And he was saying bye to her or something like that. I mean, we both were like, "What's going on?" The first forty seconds, I was not like oh, it's Nezuko, she's okay, she can be in the sun. I was like, all right, what kind of sick trick is go? How is Haunting Goo now Nezuko? <laughs> I was like, what sick trick is going on? So what do you think about her not crying or really showing any emotions? Because she doesn't. Yeah, I mean, my opinion on it all is like, I don't even think she knows what just happened. Okay. Yeah, because she's saying, thank goodness, like, as in, I'm just saying, thank goodness, just to say it. Like, that's how she's saying it. Yeah, I don't... It's yeah. not like a, oh, thank goodness, everything's fine. She's just saying, thank goodness, because right. someone's crying. She's yeah, okay. you're saying... She's not saying... She's not like, oh, wow, thank goodness the sun did not just burn me up like uh, I was bathing in the bowels of hell. Right? Right. She's, she's just not... saying, like, thank good. What a beautiful morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank goodness I just woke up. Like, yeah. That's kind of what she's saying. Tomorrow's never promised. We got another day ahead <laughs> <Yes>. of us. <laughs> Yeah. So Ginya smiles and thinks, 
Good for both of you. <laughs> it was pretty cool, though, seeing him show a little emotion because he was such a dickhead right. earlier this season. Yeah, he's, that's true. And you forget about that because yeah. he kind of been won over to our side in werewolf mode. But he is, he, you can see in his face that he's truly happy for him. And then Tanjiro, once again, um, he falls over. He's absolutely drained and wrecked. This is like the fourth time where he has just put it all on the line. And he's just exhausted. He This guy needs like seven years of rest. By the way, the sword ducks, sword ducks, sword dorks. That uh, works too. Exhibit why of why they suck. Like the first thing they say as Tanji is literally experiencing what he thought to be his dead sister, not only alive, but now able to be out in the sun. They go, oh, thank goodness Nezuko is okay. We were really going to be tough on ourselves if she had died to save us. Are you kidding me? These guys are taking this moment to be like, wow, what a weight off our backs. Our lives, <laughs> our lives were really going to be rough thinking about that little God, girl. They do that suck. And why were they behind that rock? I mean, there's just too much. There's too much naughtiness going on here. They were definitely doing some. Yes, they were experimenting with each other. Homo activities. Sure. Somebody sure. said that. And I don't remember who said it out loud, but all of us were thinking it but somebody said it out loud so i'm I just said. repeating what they said mm-hmm. so, the love hashira we go to her she's still fighting hatred in this moment she's getting tired of fighting so she's about to just let it all in she's about to die she's just done with it and as soon as she gets swallowed by a dragon boom he fades away the sun comes up and that's when she realizes oh wow they actually got haunting goose head but and i like that too like, I, we didn't need to see any more from her. Right. We knew what was going on. She was just fighting off hatred the whole yeah. time. Nothing. I, hatred, at the end of the day, hatred was right. Like, she was very strong. She was kicking its ass, but fatigue gets to anyone. She mm-hmm. was running out of gas, but it was just in the nick of time. But on to the important stuff. We get young boy. <laughs> Toshkino. What? That's what they call him? They call him Toshkino? Yeah. Okay. Toshino. Sorry, Toshino. All right. Young boy Toshino, okay? He's mad that his mommy is making him read. This is what I originally thought. I was like, wow, this kid is angry. He's knocked over three bookshelves. All he had to do was read one novel. That's what I'm thinking. Because when my mom made me read back in the day, I was pissed. But if I read on my own, I I liked it. And that's the difference between me and you. You see this and you're like, oh, yeah, if someone made me read, I'd probably create a scene like that. Whereas in my notes, I said, okay, if you ever, I don't care what the situation is. If you walk in on your child and you see a mess like this, and then the child is just staring into a blank space of bookshelves, you put him in a straitjacket and you get him into a mental asylum. You don't go, uh, uh, what, what a mess you've made. Golly gee, you've been really studying. Wow, did you read Where the Wild Things Are and think you were a little monster? Here's the maid that we keep in this house 24-7 who's bringing you cookies. You read I Am the Cheese, didn't you, and realized at the end that the little kid is just getting brainwashed and, uh interrogated by the fbi the entire time you goofy little goober i'll get the maid to clean this it is wild that she does not care that he knocked (laughs) over two bookshelves uh but no it's muzan and he tells hauntingu in his head which hauntingu can't hear him he's dead good work 
and then turns around and decapitates the lady in half a second. Okay, so this is, yes, which was, wow. He, deca- he decapitates her so fast that the maid with her didn't even see her head get lopped off. That's how quick it is. Right, and it's a shame. We do our reactions. Go subscribe to our YouTube. We did. Uh, we weren't prepared for the longer episodes. Something went wrong with the camera. Shouldn't happen again. You know, we learn. We move on. Anyways, I knew this was happening. As soon as they walk in, I'm like, oh my god, get out of this room. They get beheaded. Why do you think the room was such a muss? Do you like, no, he had been using, so we had seen him earlier in season two. He was using that room, right? Literally just doing research, trying to find stuff about the blue lily. So you just took, you didn't take it as an anger fit. You took it as he's checked all these books and instead of placing them back in, you know, the uh, correct, what are those called? Do you remember? Orderly fashion. Yeah, orderly fashion, but uh, pop quiz. Do you remember going to the library before, like, you know, technology came around and they were like, oh, uh, so this is how you use a uh, bi- bibliography. What is thesaurus? The no. Remember the thing where it would like teach you how to go around a library? Oh, yeah. I or know like, what you're talking about. The, I can't the, think of the, the word. different systems they had. Yeah. That, like, oh, that's a tough word. That is a of. tough word. Um, and also, I think it could be he's looked at the books and I think it's one of those, uh, like he has like a spasm right here, mm-hmm. and it's an erotic, happy spasm to where he yes. starts throwing stuff, and he's like, he's like so full of adrenaline that after a thousand years, I mean think about it, after a thousand years of having no lead at all, he finally has one. I bet he just started throwing shit and was like, felt like he yes. could just conquer the world. He no longer cared about the Dewey Decimal classification system. There it is. <laughs> Dewey Decimal Dewey System. Dewey Decimal. I always Oh, my God. That's, Dewey Decimal. That's why I got to remember that term so I can tell my grandchildren, like, yes, I grew up. Using the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> I grew up at the tail end of the Dewey Decimal System. I remember walking into the library at fourth grade and some woman trying to explain the Dewey Decimal System to me. Never heard about it again. Mm-hmm. I think two days later, they were like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Just use the computer to say where it's at. So Muzan says he has no need for the blue spider lily anymore. After a thousand years, all he finds out that all he needs is Nezuko, the chosen demon, is what he calls her. Hmm. And I want to know what he was thinking of why the hell I couldn't control her. Yeah. But there's multiple demons he can't control, and that's Karen Cut and uh, the lady that's working for Tanji. So there's a few demons that are out of his grasp, and I wonder if he's thinking, "How the hell did like did that happen?" Yeah. But now he's like, "I don't give a f- I don't give a crap how it happened. I'm about to. I just know end that all this. She's got what I need. Yeah. And if I take it, it's over. Like I mean, it really is over. If he can get out in the sun, I'm. What else? What do you want? Nothing. So then we go to a thousand years ago when it all started. We have a sickly human. I remember it just like it was yesterday. We have a sickly human Muzan. He's being helped by a very kind doctor. (laughs) (laughs) And we learned that he's about 19 years old right here. Um, The doctor says, if you don't take this medicine, you will die before before you turn 20. He's got that Parkinson's. Is that what it is? I don't know. He does have something along those lines. Like, 
Just some, something that's slowly making him decrepit. Right. He's got... And I've seen this before. Is, is it MS? ALS? ALS, MS. He's got something along those lines to where the more you age, just the worse and more rapid it gets. Yeah, and it's just so unfortunate. He's got that Lou Gehrig's. Mm-hmm. Muzan just sees every living thing as something he hates because, I guess, they get to live and he has to live this miserable, terrible life and is going to die at a young age is what I'm guessing. He's just built up hatred in his heart, has nothing to live for. We don't even see his parents. That's one thing. I wonder if like his parents just threw him to the mm-hmm. side being a sickly person and this really nice doctor... <laughs> decides to help him out uh, okay but now we got to talk about this the doctor why he was curing him but none of this explains how he's a demon this is what i think happens here i think his disease with the medicine that was given to him turns him into a demon that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking yeah. like the doctor while he was healing them he was an evil scientist and the only way to save him from his illness was basically making him something not human. Right. And it could be either like it was a concoction of the fact that he had this disease. It like morphed into this or the doctor actually whatever he put in there was strictly to make him a demon. Yeah, I like to think that the doctor was a great doctor, was just providing excellent care because <laughs> what happens next is hilarious. Well, it's not hilarious. No, it's hilarious. What happens next is he kills the doctor. Okay. He <laughs> He, like, hobbles around outside to go find a blade, hobbles back, and then instantly kills the doctor from behind, just right in the head. And you're right. We have not reached the hilarious part yet. So, he then, the next day, realizes that the doctor's medicine was actually working. (laughs) (laughs) And I I love how it's said in the episode, it's just so nonchalant. Yeah. He's just like, actually, that stuff was working ah, pretty. Shit. He's like, actually, that was saving my life. That was pretty good stuff, actually. I, I kind of take back what I did yesterday. He's like, oh, well, I'll do it myself. I'll figure it out. That I, It works out so perfect, though. It it aligns perfectly with like his character, though, back then, is that he hates life so much. Even the thing that's saving him, the person, he's just like, oh, I want to get rid of it. You, like, oh, you don't yeah, deserve yeah. To live. Yeah, he saw everything so negative yeah. that he didn't even stop to consider that Exactly. I mean, just a shit bag of a person. <laughs> I really want to know like, if he had parents, though, if they really dumped... Maybe that's why he hates life even more, because his parents just dumped him to the side. Yeah. Or like, well, this is just a sick kid. I don't want to deal with him. And then, and then this nice man, the nicest guy on the planet... Right, made it his life's mission to cure this <laughs> yeah. kid. Yeah, I like to think that he's had this disease for years, and this doctor has worked years and years to figure out this medicine. Like, if you go to the doctor's diary, it's just like... Little moves. I treat him like he's my own. I think of him as my own son. I will do whatever it takes. Like, I've scaled mountains. I've crossed the country looking for this blue spider lily. That is the only thing that can save him. If he ends up killing me, I won't even be mad because I love him so much. <laughs> like, just the most random shit. So, he started, and this is what I put here. I think he started gaining powers from the medicine or it mixed with his disease to cause this. Yes. Um, yeah, whatever, because what's weird is he stops taking the medicine, and then he gets stronger. The, okay, and this so, is also the wh- blood. Okay, this is even the blood from the doctor 
he stabs him and the blood like all leaks out obviously okay. and it makes me think it gets in the medicine too to where he maybe like human blood okay in there as well yeah it all all the mixture of everything just somehow made him a demon yeah i'm do you think they'll clear this up more or do you think i think, I think there's definitely going to be more of moves on there's got to be more flashbacks i think cuz think about the him versus the masters family right right there's like i definitely think lot. there's more flashbacks yeah, but I'm wondering if they are have any more interest explaining kind of his origin story further because the weird thing is like you see his biceps they are pumping it looks like he's got the best demon pump ever I w- I mean I would uh, take blue spider lilies if it made my biceps do that well it's all dude maybe he but, had it maybe he just had this demon thing from the beginning he wasn't dying from the sun but the reason he was so crepid and messed up is because he wasn't eating human blood. Maybe so. That's what's just weird, right? Is the way you see him right after he kills him, you would think that he would interpret that as like, oh yeah, that medicine was screwing me up. I feel better now than ever. But he's even like, no, that medicine was helping me, but yet I'm still becoming stronger. So it's just kind of weird yeah. how those things are connected. And Yeah, then, but then that's when he realized he couldn't enter the sun. Mm-hmm. so maybe maybe it is the medicine <laughs> maybe it's like the medicine gave him these powers but the only downside is you can't get in the sun it almost yeah dude, it almost makes you think that like he became a demon from some other some other way the medicine was keeping him from being he was weak because he wasn't doing mm-hmm. the blood or whatever but the doctor was giving him medicine to basically just like keep him alive he could go out in the sun so he wasn't having the demon uh, you know, side effects, and then as soon as he took that, it that makes the oh, most sense. But it, it, that makes way more sense because his whole mission, the part of the blue spider lily, was in that medicine. His whole mission was to get that medicine right. again, so he could get out in the sun. So the doctor was basically allowing him in the sun with that medicine. I think. Yeah, but then it would almost be interesting if he got the blue spider lily and then found out that it took away his demon powers. Yeah, maybe, but then him killing the doctor right there, maybe him killing the doctor and all the blood, because it shows it getting spilled out in front mm-hmm. of him, made it realize that he needed human blood. Yeah. Because he smelled it and he's like, oh, that smells so good. I want some of that. Just by like how, okay, I like this. How, what a fun twist it would be if this whole time he's been looking for blue spider lilies. And then we come to find, like, thinking that it'll make him then just be able to be the same exact way. He can just now be out in the sun. But we come to realize that that is essentially his kryptonite. And, like, if he actually did do the blue spider lily, like, okay, maybe he can go in the sun. But then it just, like, takes away all his demon powers Mm. and he returns to, like, a normal human. Eh? And then we just let him live? You think Eh? they'd let him live? I don't think so. But maybe you can do something with that blue spider lily to make Nezuko back to a human. Oh, so they both, that that's how it ends, is Muzan mm-hmm. and her turn human, but then they still have to kill Muzan. Yeah. Well, he just, like, now he doesn't care about that. He's purely going after Nezuko. But somehow, some way, like the, uh, what is the name of the woman doctor? I don't know. Oh, I thought you said it earlier. Yeah, yeah I said she, she puts two and two together and is like, oh, no, actually, we need this blue spider lily to heal people. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's all confusing. I think we're going to get more flashbacks. This is just showing us the beginning phases. I think so, too. 
He then starts grabbing throats and faces <laughs> of people from behind. And this is where you're like, dude, how does he just keep sneaking up on people yeah. like this from behind? I, then it shows him in full form. He looks like a human. So I think what he's doing is just walking normally through the streets and stuff. Yeah. And just sneaking up maybe in alleys and just grabbing people from behind and instantly like eating them. And then just walking away. Right. Like I, no, I agree. He can sneak up on these people easy. I just disrespect him for you know sneaking up, sneaking yeah. up on their backs, not even giving them a chance. And this is how he is, though. He's an absolute. Ca- He's always been like this. Mm-hmm. Think about even with Tanji. He had to sneak uh, slash that one guy. Well, Tanji, he's outsourcing all of his work. He hasn't yeah. even fought. He's just hiring all these other guys to do it. Why is he such a coward? Maybe we'll come to this because we see him fight off all these people in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have no chance against him, so that's why he's fighting. And he seems he seems pretty able. So he then says that he now has found the girl that has conquered the sun, and he will get her and become the perfect being. And I will have to agree, if he's able to go out in the sun, he pretty much is the perfect being in this universe right here. It's just crazy because I literally heard you say the other that same exact thing the other day. Uh, I did not know. You were like you were like, if I capture that girl, <laughs> I didn't know. Okay, no. I will be the perfect being. If I capture that girl's heart, is what I said. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. And part. I meant metaphysically, not physically. I didn't hear that part. So Moichiro, we go back into our time, and he asked Tanji if he's all right. <laughs> okay, he's just he's hobbling around too. They're both just very hurt. And then we get the man, the myth, the legend, the kid, Kotetsu. Boo. He's there, and he starts to talk about what's happened, okay? This is awesome. We get Kotetsu in the midst of things. We don't need your recap, boo. I wonder how his wrist is doing. Don't care, boo. And then Mr. Haganezuko (laughs) shows up pissed off because his sword was still in the first stage yeah it was not fully finished i just love how he is blind to like i don't even think he he doesn't know anything else that else is going on his eyes are only on the sword yeah and we get back you know they start running around again he tanjiro tells nezuko to start running because he's on nezuko's back at this point and she just starts jogging around having no idea what's happening and then that's when the love Hashira starts running up. And she jumps in and hugs all the boys, causing Ginya's blood to rush all to his head. Okay, his face turns fully red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that head. The top head. Right, right, right. She sees Nezuko and thinks, what in the fuck is going on? That's what I imagine her thinking. Yeah. Because why, why would you not, you know? Y- yeah, no, I agree. She should have just said it. She, she should have. We've seen people's heads get lopped off, throwing an F word every now and then. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be all right. Yeah. Thank goodness is the phrase of this episode. Because what does the love Hashira say? She says, thank goodness. Thank goodness. And she's so happy that she's alive and well. And everyone starts crying, including Zenitsu. How wild was that? Zenitsu cries? Yes. He was crying too. <laughs> Just miles away. They didn't show him, but he was. He's... Yeah. I, oh my God. Can if they would imagine... have shown him just crying in Can the mountains. Can you imagine how obnoxious he is going to be when he sees Nezuko? Nezuko. He is going to be so obnoxious. 
Or, or, actually, well, he's going to be obnoxious either way, but he might be extremely awkward because he's going to wonder if, like, all his uh, perverted advances, if she remembers them. Ooh, she's, she's not going to. Lucky for him. I say that a lot about my advances. Told you. So we go back to whoever the lady is that gives the blood to Tanji, or that <laughs> right. gets the blood from Tanji. And um, she talks about, she's telling Tanji basically inside her own head, thank you for giving me the blood of the, some of the 12 Kizuki. And she writes about a man that was originally turned by Muzan, mm-hmm. by that scratch in the the uh, town. I think it was in Tokyo, actually. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it was it? Yeah, it was. I just like the way you said it. <laughs> well, now that's, because they said this was in like the, whatever time period but then i saw i remember tokyo and i was like it seemed so modern but i guess not right right seemed like it was in the it was supposed to be in it the was 20s. just like it was like the first town that we really saw so yeah. it was just hustling and bustling okay so she says that he has regained his self from nezuko's blood nezuko's blood components constantly change and change and She's confused though why nezi is still in like a childlike state right and she thinks it's because she's her body's focused on other things which is the which is i mean that's kind of lame but, but i mean not gonna lie that right there is kind of lame but i did appreciate her line saying childlike state because i was like okay that's why she just keeps saying thank goodness because i was i'm mad you know that i was already like hey nezuko's a 13 year old girl quit acting like she's a two-year-old puppy oh dog. yeah and, you, and you're so upset about the 13 to 16 year old age of consent change in japan she oh she's a 13 year old girl <laughs> Man, she's so grown up managed to work that in no i just didn't think that we should be you know talk to a young woman like she's a puppy dog um but yeah they threw that line and i was like oh okay so even though she she's still a demon she can be literally the only thing that changed is she can be in the sun yeah and i don't and know, talk and talk she hasn't talked yeah, you're right. She can talk. But that's the thing, though, is like, I do wonder, though, if her body saying it's prioritizing something else, is her body just only prioritizing being alive and staying in the sun? And that's why her mind has like nothing. That's what I think, at least, is trying to say. Say it again. Her that mind her is body what? is prioritizing literally her blood flow and everything, how she does all this blood stuff. It's just focusing on her skin and her flesh, not dying from the sun. Gotcha. That she doesn't really have a mind because it's so much in that. That I like that a little bit more. I don't think that's what it is because I think that she kind of explained the sun thing with the way her blood is um, constantly changing. So I think that's and I, I think she's going for something a little bit more uh, dumber storybook. It, like it's gonna be like she was so f- focused on Tanji achieving oh, his goal. Gotcha. Is kind of what I think they're going okay. for. Okay, but I don't know. Yeah, and you could be right. I don't know. Yeah, your thing makes sense too. Well, real quick. I mean, the muzzle coming off. Nothing that's changed now, other than the fact that she can talk, is a reason for the muzzle to come off. I think she's more sentient. Do you? Slightly. See, well, she can talk. I mean. That's got to be a little. I know, but a I, little. Well, yeah, but she said seven words the whole episode. So yeah, I, it's better than zero. I see. That's where I'm. 
I'm wondering if she can become more sentient, like if she can start learning like a child now. Because maybe to that's me, the reason. To yeah. me, like yes, she can talk. Yes, she can be in the sun. But I think she's the same exact Nezuko that we've been seeing, where she's just like really worried about Tanji and all that other stuff. Because it is weird. All other demons have been able to talk very mm-hmm. well. She's like the only one that hasn't. Right. So. Which, I mean, part of that might be because she's never practiced her vocal cords. They put that muzzle on her to keep her from biting humans from early on, so she hasn't even... That would be cool. I hope that happens. I hope she, like, slowly gains some speech now okay. that she's got that muzzle off. Chachimaro, our favorite cat, is then summoned mm. to then send off this letter that she's writing to Tanji. Um, what? So, I was trying to remember this. I think this was like a very weak, I don't know if it was a weak, it was kind of a nod to what was going to eventually happen. Like if we were going to pick up on what was going to happen with Nezuko, we we saw the cat, we saw the cat earlier in the season, do you remember it? Yeah. When he's outside Tanji's window. Oh yes. And then we never saw it again. So I don't remember exactly how all that played out, but the cat obviously never delivered this note to Tanji. Like, I think this note was written a while ago. This cat might have delivered it to Tanji in that moment. They just didn't show it to us on purpose, so this moment hits harder. He might have read that that night. Do you think that Tanji's read the note? I think he possibly could have. Now that you say that, I remember the cat being outside the window. It could have been... It, he did read it, but we're not supposed to read it then because then it would take away from this moment if we right, knew that. Right, because I, I, mean, I was under the impression that Tanji had not read the note, but I don't know why he wouldn't have because it's not like they were in an immediate crisis and that cat couldn't deliver the note. Yeah. But the love Hashi was right there, so maybe he didn't want the love to see. I don't know. We'll have to see. Either the cat was a straight-up chotch and didn't give him the note and was like, like found him and then was like, nah. Like, ah, he's in a coma. I'll I'll try again later. Yeah. Or he did see the note. Who knows? Good catch, though. I forgot about the cat. Yeah, I mean, that was like if someone had put that, like, oh, wait, that's so, that's Karen Cut and the woman's cat. Why would they be sending her a, why would they be sending a note to Tanji? And they'd go, oh, I wonder if it's something about Nezuko. If someone was real, that was not even a professional TV show watcher because that's what we are. That would be like a, TV show physician, mm-hmm. TV show doctor. So I wonder if Nezuko could have actually been out in the sun earlier and she just finally did it. And Well, yeah, I mean, this is the first time we tried it. Right. So, I mean, it might not have been a thing where the very beginning she could have done it, but that'd be crazy if she could have done this like six months ago but just had no idea. Right. So we go back to the Swordsmith Village and it is absolutely wrecked. It, it really looks is. terrible. It looks very bad. But thank God nobody knows where this is. So little leader of the tribe is riding around oh, on God. another grown man's back for Couldn't some reason. Couldn't be me, brother. This is, I would rather mm. you drag me by my hair than me ride on your back. I was, I was offended on the account of, uh, on the behalf of midgets everywhere. And they're probably already a little offended that I called them midgets, but what I did is no comparison to watching this little man on screen being mm-hmm. carried via piggyback. It's like in Benchwarmers when the guy picks up 
the midget. He's like, I want a midget. And he, he's in the stands and he just picks up the nearest midget. Right. <laughs> and just right. starts holding him. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it's like. Except, like except that. that midget goes, all right, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Except there was consent there. Walking such a hassle. Let me just hold on to your back. Oh, uh, so Tanji says his sister still loves to sleep. And as we see that he still has the box that she's sleeping in. I hope she's, I hope this is a continuous thing. I liked the box. Well, yeah. And I, I buy this like Nezuko. She's used to the box. She likes the box. She can even shrink down still. It's like my dog, you know, she's she's like your dog. Okay. She's like your dog or your dog. Everyone's creatures of comfort. Right. So like my dog, when we have a bed for her and she's got her crate. Now, she doesn't usually sleep in the crate, but as soon as it thunders, guess where she voluntarily goes? Into the into the kennel. That's Nezuko. When it's night-night time, she wants in the crate. She doesn't want to hear mm-hmm. the happen. She wants to be you know, safe in her box. And yeah, I guess she still has to, even though she can be in the sun, she technically still has to eat flesh. And that her eating flesh is sleeping, so do you think? Sense. Do you think that initial burning was like ripping the Band-Aid off? Like... She doesn't yeah. have to do that every time now, right? I, I think it was. I think it was like there was an outer layer on her that just needed to be burned off. Yeah. And now she's good. Yeah, cause she was in the sun. I mean, well, that was probably the same day, but yeah, I think mm-hmm. so too. We then look to see that Hazanezuko, or is it Hazanezuku? Hi, dude, I they started calling him something completely different. Ha- I was like, Hotoro. I think Hotoro. Yes, yes, yes. They call I was him. like, wow, I've gotten that wrong for the past yeah. 10 episodes. He's hiding behind a rock. That's his like first name. They've been calling him by his last name. Now we call him by his first name. And he's hiding behind a rock. And he comes out blaming Tanji again. But Kotetsu, of course, talks about Tanji's heroic spirit. Yeah. And says, you don't need to blame him. He's got such a heroic spirit. He used that first level sword that you you did to slay a demon. And I love these two's little dance they do. You know, he's always acting mad at Tanji, but at the end of the day, he's going to be like, all right, I'll make you another yeah. sword. I'll... Yeah, he's because he's mad, but he's really not that mad. Yeah. He's just like, dude, really? It's one of those, like, if I kept making you... uh, What do you make me? Honey buns. Okay. And you just kept eating them in one bite. I'd be like, dude, can you not enjoy it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Of course I'm going to make you more, but... You're, you're like, dude, it takes me three hours to make those honey buns from scratch, and you're done with them in 20 seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, well, oh, good honey buns. And you're like, ah, thanks for complimenting my honey buns. I'll keep making them. Yeah. I would pay, by the way, let me think of a reasonable number, $762 for you to try making honey buns from scratch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wouldn't what, even know where to start. Watching you do that, would obviously, be I would start with. You honey. can watch. You can watch a tutorial video one time, and then we just okay. let you loose in the kitchen, and we see what happens. I would start with honey, and that's about as far <laughs> as I can go. So, he says he'll reforge the sword, and just to wait for it at the Butterfly Mansion. So Tanji says, "Okay, thank you," and he's. <laughs> He starts to get plugged up because for some reason Whoa. they still have to get this place secretized. Plugged Even, up? Yeah, his nose. They plug up his nose and his oh, ears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they start to take him away from the village that everybody knows about. Right. 
And then they stop the carriage, and this is where I thought, oh my gosh, something <laughs> really bad is about to happen. Yes, they did They did the old uh, slipperoo on us. But it turns out it's just a massive swordsmith village goodbye. Mm-hmm. They're all awaiting him on the, the little trail back home. They're all okay, too, which is... And the ancient music starts playing, and we get a small child bowing down. That was one of my favorite parts. It wasn't Kotetsu. I'm tired of seeing Kotetsu. There's got to be other children Thank here. you for finally admitting it. It was another small young man. He's probably six years old. Bows down to him, and I said, that is a perfect send-off for Tanji. Yes. A little kid bowing down. Everyone's saying farewell. But we got tricked, because oh. when they took it off, we're like, oh, they know it's stupid to, like... Like, look, the town is literally destroyed. They know there's no reason to, like, try and hide this thing anymore. They already found it when they hit it the first time. And then, as soon as they're done with the goodbye, they're like, all right, we'll we'll ride through until you, so you can enjoy the celebration, and then we'll plug you back up. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> I'd be pissed if I was Tanji. Yeah, don't let me know about this place. Like... Like he's going to tell everybody. He's like, oh, yeah, hey, I might make it back here and save it again. Yeah. <laughs> Be terrible if I could find my way here. Wouldn't want me to come save all your asses again. Yeah. End of episode. And let's talk about that real quick. I thought there was going to be an after credit scene. And you know there, what I, I you know should have been. You know what I wanted it to be? What? I know. Say it. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Doma. Jeffrey Doma. That's... I, He's, it would have been perfect, oh. dude. What What is he doing? And it would have been because I feel like he's going to be the next demon we fight. Not even Akasa, even though he's number three. I think we're going after Jeffrey Doma. Well, and here's the other thing that we got to talk about. First of all, yes, should have been in credit scene. Yes, should have been Jeffrey Doma or just any of the other top three demons. Second of all, like you said, this whole episode was game changing. Now Muzan is going after Nezuko. So we're literally, like, where we were talking about the power struggle, right? Like, the Hashiras were really starting to overweigh on the uh, the demons. And we're like, oh, how are they going to do this? But now, I don't understand why it would not be just a straight-up war. Just demons versus, like, hot demon slayers. I think that's what it's going to be. And I think that is going to be way better than this one-on-one, two-on-two mm-hmm. stuff. It's going to be... We might have Jeffrey Akaza and the number one versus like the stone, yeah. the wind. Exactly. Like we're, and, I think we're done with this, like introducing, introducing Hashira slowly. Like the rest of them, it's just going to be a mass. Like, all right, here they all are. We kind of get to know them as we go. And then the best one, the, the number one Hashira, which I'm guessing is the stone, the blind guy. Right. He's going to come in out of nowhere and it's going to be such an epic entrance. Yeah. I'm ready for that, man. Yeah, I just don't see, like, before they were spread out, they were looking for things. But at this point, Muzan knows what he wants, so why would he not just call all his banners and... Uh, ah, dude, do you think they'll... Do you think any demon turns on him? Any of the top three? No. No? Why would they? Because they seem like they just kind of, like, they don't even care about the blue spider lily. Like, do they even know what he wants it for? Or are they just in the game because they kind of? Oh, think I'm he's sure attractive. they gotta know that he wants to get in the sun. They probably want to get in the sun, dude. What if some? I could see Akaza, be, like following orders from. Well, no, the thing with Muzan though is that he can sense their like intent too, can he? Yeah. So Muz or so Akaza couldn't be like hiding his intent and being like, "Well, I'm gonna get it for myself. I want to be out in the sun." 
I know. That's why I'm almost thinking that they don't even know what they're looking for. Because that's why he's mm. mad. Like, if they, I don't think that he would have questioned their uh, effort if they knew what they were looking for. Because he'd be like, well, obviously they want to get in the sun too, so they're looking for the blue spider lily. But in the first episode, he's like, you guys aren't even trying. Who dies next? And they all had excuses. Does a demon die before a Hashira dies? Yes, 100%. No, 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 no. Other way. Hashira 100%. Okay, I was about to say, Hashira's definitely dying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I still think the love is going to go at some point because of what she said to Tanji. I'm surprised she didn't go this arc. Mm-hmm. But the, you can't just say that to the main character and not die. That That's just a rule in stories. I've watched stories before. Yeah. Read stories before. Um. So I think she's got to go at some point. And then I think, like, it could be a bloodbath. Like, we have so many Hashiras that even some of the ones we haven't met yet could die, too. Yeah. Where it could be literally just, like, Tanji. Well, not to mention the Master seems like he's knocking on the death yeah. door every day. The Mist is, I think, will live for some reason. I, no, I, kinda... I agree. If I had to make, if, you, yeah. if I had to give you my top three of people that I'm like, all right, they are going to be right here at the end of the series. It'd Nezuko. be Nezuko. Tanji. Um, Tanji, obviously. And Muichiro. Yep. And I'm like down for even, that. I, I really like the Miss. Like, Hashira. even Inosuke and Zenitsu, now that they've been, like, MIA for a season. They're not going to kill them, though. They're not. Well, it would be cool if they did. Um, in the sense of, like, oh, wow, no one would expect that. But but the thing is, Inosuke can move his organs around. So, how do you. <laughs> yeah, how do you kill a guy like that? How do you kill a guy like that? You can't. Imagine if you could, uh, if you had organ permeability right. or whatever it's called. So yes, the stone Hashira is like the strongest Hashira the world has ever seen, but he's going to die because he can't move his organs around. Yeah. No, and he could, the number one Hashira could die by just taking on like Muzan. If he takes him on first or something. Or multiple Dude, at once. It could, here, okay, how many does Muzan kill? Bro, they, because they can't just let all the Hashira kill the top three without dying. Here's the, I don't know how they did it because I don't know if it's because I got fooled by the Nezuko thing. Like no one's died in this show. But so, yeah, Rengoku's the only one. Rengoku is literally the only character that we Tengen, cared about. Tengen is hurt and he's not coming back. Right. He's so, yeah. So for me to take this show seriously, and people always, you know, laugh at me because they sound like, or I say things like, it would be good if Inosuke or uh, Zenitsu die. But people know what I mean. Like, you got to keep us on our toes. You got to make things interesting. Oh, no. Once Hashira start dropping, that's when you know it's getting serious. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're going to have to get to that point. And I think they know that. I, You know what I'd really like to? Tell me. When we finally get to Muzan it doesn't even matter who it is. Just one of the Hashira just dies within the first three seconds of fighting him to where they go. Oh shit. Yeah. This is completely Dude, the crazy thing. What makes it even crazier? If, if someone like Jeffrey Doma or the number one demon do it, it's not even moves on. And I could totally see that. Me too. Jeffrey Doma, man. What about Akaza though? You still, you act like that guy's not. Well, no, Akaza's good, but we've seen him go against the Hashira and like, yeah, he eventually, but it wasn't easy. Right. Like, I think he's obviously a force to be reckoned with, but we've seen him fight. Whereas the other two, we don't know. And I mean, Jeffrey Doma just looks like that kind of guy where you just know he's going to pull something out of his back. (laughs) What is he going to do? What's he got up his sleeve? Oh, I, I... 
I'm so excited to see his power because we know the number one is going to be using a sword, which, like you said, he could be. That's when you know Nezuko is actually in danger. Yes. Yep. Oh, I so agree. good. It's going to be awesome. I think, like I said, this season was a little bit weaker for me than the rest of the story, but I think it sets up the rest of it so perfectly. I agree. I'm I agree. excited. We'll look at it. Look at it as like a big setup season. I think. Mm-hmm. So this has been fun. Uh, you know your boys, Ronnie and Chad, aren't going away for too far, for too long. Chad is going on vacation. Hope he enjoy. I can't believe Thank you, you. Know, it's weird that he schedules his vacations around our podcast. It's like well, I had to wait till the last episode was over with. So. He's, you know, this isn't even our full time jobs, and he's like, God, oh, Demon Slayer is wrapping up. I gotta, I gotta take a vacay after that to just recoup. But obviously, I think we've got. Jujutsu Kaisen coming down the pipe. Yeah, two or three weeks. It's close. That close? Wow. Um, I think in the meantime, to kind of replace this episode or these episodes, we'll throw out a few little clips from our Patreon. Um, Those are always fun. Give people a little sneak peek at what we do over there. Patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. And then, yeah, we'll see when you we'll see you when we see you. The day we upload, now that we don't have the show on a Sunday, you know, that's kind of Wednesday has been kind of the day it falls on. We might change that around a little yeah. bit. So just stay and, subscribed. And check out, yeah, check out the YouTube and Instagram and everything because we do have some shorts that we're going to put out. Um, yes, some, some Demon Slayer related shorts. Yeah, Demon Slayer related and then non-Demon Slayer related. And then also, I think we might have a unique YouTube video up eventually in the next couple weeks. Oh possibly. yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we're trying out a few things, and uh, just let us know how you like it. Yeah, we're just still getting our footing as content creators. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy to say is I think we're approaching three years podcasting. Wow. So if you want to just really give us an anniversary gift, lay it on us. We're ready for it. It's been fun. Talk with you soon. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.